0: Just a quick warning, this podcast series contains discussions about crime, trauma, sexual abuse, drug use and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Sydney rapper Forte, welcome to The Sticker.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Mate, tell us the Forte story. Where'd you grow up?
1: Fuck. I grew up in Blacktown area. Yeah. But mainly all around. I don't know, back in the day, they used to have a caravan park at Blacktown. Prospect, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. just past Prospect on the Great Western Highway. Yeah. So some of my- I
0: remember it. My my brother lived there.
1: Yeah. I remember it as a kid, but it's so vivid that- It was like it must have been like me when I was like three years old and then by the time I was seven, I was probably gone. And from there went
0: to a prospect housing commission. Yeah. And then just that was a pretty rough area, hey. But we normalize it. Like from the outside looking in, Mm. if you're someone like from a stiff sort of a background, if you're an outside looking in, you Mm. it'd be fair to say Yeah, and and just it was just that little pocket of black town that Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's funny how I just like your response to that. Oh, yeah, it was nothing special. But we grow up around stabbings. We grow up around fucking pretty heavy-duty crime. And we go, oh, it was, yeah, it was nothing. Because yeah. we normalize that.
1: Because you know, I always see worse shit. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's normalized. Yeah. And we reference places
0: like LA and sort of stuff. That's nothing. Yeah, but you're right.
1: Like, some people be horrified by yeah, what's going on around them. But, yeah, I guess when you come in at such an early age, it's- So what?
0: Yeah. So what? Someone getting shot dead yeah. in their front yard. Yeah, the crime and- yeah, mate, tell me what your upbringing was like.
1: I don't think I had a bad upbringing. Yeah. I never had a dad there. Yeah. But i got fucking like one memory of a dad, and I don't even know if it's a real memory. That that's yeah. how young I was. Yeah. But he was abusive, yeah. from what I've been told, alcoholic, or got on the drink and just lost it. Yeah. And used to bash my mom. At one point, she had to go into hiding, take us up to Terrigal and hide in another caravan park up there. and threatening to kill us and yeah. this, that. And I don't even know what happened to him. She just was lucky to get away. And that was, I had a great mum,
0: but yeah. I was just in a bad area. Yeah. It's hard because, it'd be fair to say, very small opportunities are presented. And that's what I like about, it. I, will get, I just want to go through, what was school like? School was cool.
1: Like, I wasn't, I don't think I was dumb. I think I could, if I was interested in something, I could do it. You're very articulate. You're
0: very articulate. Where does that come from?
1: I, I think I've just got a good memory. I feel like I, if I really focus on saying I can remember it, I probably got like a photographic memory for the things I'm interested yeah. in. Like my mom was a good person. She didn't know what housing commission were. Yeah, yeah, she just fucking. She's not getting any child support. Yeah, she's doing it a bit tough. I'm going to go into this affordable housing. So she's just a good person going through it. Yeah, so I was raised well. Like she'd do what
0: she could to teach me and little things here and there. Like she's... Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's where it comes from. And to be a rapper, you got to have a love of words. Do you think you identified that at a young age or where did it
1: I, – I, I think my strong suit's always been my mouthpiece. Yeah. And it's also been my weakness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes I talk myself into shit and sometimes I like, got – I've always had a way with words, pretty quick-witted, so it, that flows straight into being a rapper.
0: And that, you know what? You could have also been a barrister or a lawyer.
1: That's what my mum always said. You yeah. could have been a lawyer and I believe that because yeah. I could tell you – all the pros and cons about this glass of water. I could
0: make, I could demonize it, or yeah. I could make it sound angelic. Salesman quality. At what age did you identify your creativity? I it was just I did,
1: seventeen. Yeah, seventeen was the first time I like I wrote a rap.
0: Yeah,
1: and the funny thing was there was no rappers back then. Yeah, if you were a rapper, you, you're, you're a like, pioneer. You people were like you're a homie. Yeah, or you're yeah. a fucking oh. People were laughing at me, but I didn't even really know it. Or if I, maybe some of them I knew, but. The majority of people, like, mates to of mine told me, we didn't know what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> but then at the time, they never said, you're a fucking dickhead.
0: Yeah. But then, I don't know. Because I went away for a long time. I was in prison for a long time. And I come out, and I drove out to Mount Druitt and places like this. And I hit, and I just, the place was alive. The place was alive with, once we had no hope, hmm. and things like rap music, the Penrith Panthers, yeah. a couple of UFC fighters coming into yeah. it. And these, and i done a post the other day about, the Penrith Panthers winning a, a fucking grand final. I said, you don't, people don't realize what that done to that place.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because what was before that, what was Para in 84 or something? Yeah. And like we haven't had, we haven't had no inspiration. But like what you said, when you go to Mount Druitt, there's a feeling. It's just, if you're from there and you're not like afraid of whatever the people, the media are fucking telling you, it's actually, it's like
0: more down to earth
1: than a lot of places.
0: I love it. I love the yeah. substance of the people. And it's, remember like the Bra Boys movie come out. Yeah. And everyone, it was cool to be from Aruba. Yeah. Because of the success of P- Penrith Pampers, Tyson Pedro, Taito Ty Avasa. Yeah. You know, the rappers, all the rappers coming out of there. Yeah. It's cool to be from there. 100%. And I,
1: mean, like- I was
0: in jail with blokes that had 2035 tattoos that were from yeah. fucking the North Coast. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before two double seven O's and tattooed on people. Yeah. How cool! I, I lived in Mount Druitt for a few years also. Yeah, yeah. Mount Druitt, Blacktown, same people, same, same place, Duneside, Rudy Hill, City of Blacktown, Penrith. We're all the same people. How cool for you is it to to, to see the emergence of all that? I like. I'm, I'm very
1: proud of it because I was, it was it was something I carried on my back from the start, like West yeah. Sydney, because. We'd go, we could only perform in the city. There was yeah. no venues or we doing rap out west. Yeah. So we'd have to go to the city and it was controlled by city people, North Shore cunts. Yeah. And that. So I'd go out there and fucking, I'm from fucking Blacktown. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, it, we're pride. They're looking at you like, you fucking westy cunt. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it was back in the day. You were a Westie.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. And it was a derogatory term, wasn't it? It was. All right. 17, you start displaying. Tell me about the rap scene. Like, are you talking, because there's no doubt, and I think a, a fair tag for you is Pioneer.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and that's, that wear it as a badge of honor. It's something good because it's also, when you're a Pioneer, you're a source of inspiration. How does that feel? It's pretty
1: crazy. I'd rather be the first than the last. Yeah. But, so. Or in the middle. It, 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 it spins me out, really, yeah. and I'm very thankful that I could just make it to this, to today where I can actually survive of it still Yeah, because it's like, I could, if I quit maybe two years before a certain period, I would have missed that gap and I just faded away. You know, Was I mean? there
0: a time where you would, con- you would have considered that? A couple of times.
1: Yeah. And every time I did, God did something to me, boom, it'd yeah. be like, you're supposed to be doing it. Whether yeah. it was something small, maybe it was getting spotted in the street, maybe a day, I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. I thought, oh, oh fuck, I'm going to go fucking go yeah. do some work or some American artist would come and next thing I'm, I'm fine, I'm hanging out with them. I'm in a studio and I'm like, these are people that I grew up listening to. It was just like every time that I went to fall off, <coughs> I got a little kick up the ass.
0: I, I find that the universe just does fucking crazy things, man. Yeah, it and things,
1: things that might not mean anything to someone else, like it meant something to me. Yeah. And that was just enough to care. It my, it was, most of the time it wasn't money. Most of the time it was just
0: like. Okay. Purpose. The purpose or appear. Hey, who who were your sort of inspirations when you start when you were young, like Fuck, I loved EZE. Yeah. I loved the Ice
1: Cube. Yeah. Funny story, I ended up I ended up years later I ended up meeting Easy E's son, yeah. getting really close with him. And when I went to America last, he invited me to his house in Compton. Yeah. So fucking from being a kid, I used to wake up every day. I used to relig- religiously play fucking eazy yeah. Put it on and then Years later, I end up at his house, at his parents' house. Yeah, couldn't believe it, like how the universe. If I was a, if I was a twelve-year-old kid, and you said one day you're gonna go to Ez's house.
0: Uh-huh. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like, a long way from fucking Western suburbs. That's what I mean. And What's that? Summonsing or fucking? That's the universe, brother. Uh, that's the universe putting you where, it, where you need to be. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And that's the shit that
1: inspires me. It might be nothing to anyone else, but to me, it means the world. What part does gratitude play in your journey? I'm grateful for everything. Yeah. I'm grateful because I've seen so many people, as you would have yourself, like yeah. where we come from. If you don't leave the area and fucking become something, almost just give yourself to the system, mm. working or whatever, you're caught up. Or yeah. like a lot of my friends have gone down paths that I could have went down, and I'm glad I didn't. But I've always been there. Like a lot of my close friends have fucking
0: yeah done a lot of shit. I was in jail from Queensland for about eight years in total, and I come back to New South Wales. And I'm locked in my cell at MWR Silverwater and I could hear these rap battles. Mm-hmm. One bloke's up the top and one down one bloke's in the bottom. I'm going, what the fuck? Because I wasn't hearing that in Queensland. Yeah. I was these rap battles and I was thinking What year was this? Oh 217? Yeah. Two seventeen. And there was the talk, and they are all talking about yourself, cursor, enter, curve. And Mitchos, fucking, uh, uh, there was a, a whole array of blokes they were talking about and I was going, fucking, because you're not hearing it up there and I'm thinking, fuck, but just hearing this talent just blew me away. I was going, fucking how, mate, these guys are fucking superstars because I, I hadn't really, I know, two, 2000, and that was 2011 and then I heard, and then I, yeah, it was 2011 and then I come back down in 2017. It was just fucking jam. I was like, fuck, yeah, it wow. escalated by then. Yeah. That was and a big growth period. Massive growth period. And it really become mainstream and commercialized too. Yeah. And you're a part of that. How does that feel to know that you're a part of a growth of an industry and, and it's going to save a lot of kids' lives?
1: Yeah. I'll fucking I'll get, be in a pub and see some kind of new playing the pokies, and he'd be like, oh, man. Like, he might be a fucking ice addict, but he's yeah. like, oh, you fucking help me. And it's a it's lower class. It's like the mm-hmm. people without a voice that I've actually connected yeah. with, they might see something themselves in me or, or whatever it is. So, so it's not – So occasionally I might get a, a fan that's, like, really nice dressed and from a nice area, yeah. and they're just intrigued. But, like, it's the people that really hits them in the heart
0: is the people we're from. Yeah, the, but they're our people. I'll, I'll give you a funny – I went to this TikTok party – at this fucking twenty million dollar fucking penthouse and over yeah. thing, about six weeks ago, it turns out the bloke who owns it, it's from Mount Druitt. Yeah, and he, as soon as I said where I was from, I was like, "Fucking, you're my people." And he just and, and we're really good mates now. Yeah. I went for a walk with him the other day. It's that attraction to those people. Are you know? At, does it? How does it feel when you meet them people? They're our people. It's, they're
1: the most genuine people I find. Yeah, you you, you don't really bullshit when you. When you're from those areas, there are fucking a bunch yeah. of liars out there. But you can like look at someone; your word is worth a lot more. Yeah. I find when these superficial people are just they don't really have no loyalty, don't care who comes and goes in their lives. Yeah. They, they're probably born with money, so they don't really they look at people like. But we've come around people that had nothing, yeah, and we learned how to judge a person on just who they are, not what they have. Yeah, and I think that's what the quality is from where we're from.
0: Uh, it's, it's a genuineness, isn't it? I find that I feel at ease when I bunch bunch bump into a bunch of that party I went to. End up in about eight Westies there, and we all ended up in just fucking this one big yeah. table talking to each other. It was I feel so much at ease talking with them. my and I guess no dissimilar to Aboriginal people. Yeah, they seek out other Aboriginal people to that, that talk to because that's their people.
1: I think this day these days the term Westie isn't as derogatory or thrown at us, yeah. but there's still a. The stigma, it's, yeah, it's still there, still there, and we're still here in their yeah. fucking head. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, man. Where does the name Forte come from?
1: It's it's an abbreviation of my last name, but mm. it was like these older guys that were hanging around. They just called me Forte, and yeah. this was before I started rapping. Yeah. So when I started rapping, I was, what, it was my nickname, and I just went, "It's a cool name." I was
0: like, "Fuck it," so I can. It just. I like it. It's, it's a when you, yeah. It's a that's your forte, mate. Rapping's yeah. your forte.
1: And I used to listen to Method Man a lot, and Method is basically like forte. It's, yeah, it's the same sort of shit. And I just went fucking alright, sweet. It was just what people were calling me at the time. Mate. Yeah, just, I didn't really choose it. Chose me.
0: What's been like? Tell me, like, what? Just tell me the process of really getting recognised. How? Where did you? Woofed. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucking ten years, fifteen
1: years of constant grinding. Yeah. Just doing everything, fucking. I started off doing mixed. All right, this is how it started. Going to open mics. MC Losty was the only rapper I knew in Blacktown. It was the only rapper I knew, period. There yep. was there was no one out there. So he used to do the raves and stuff. Though the music he did was different, I used to go to his house and we used to put a karaoke machine in. Put a We used to download instrumental, instrumentals with the net, put in the tape, and just freestyle and record mm. these tapes. I still got these tapes to this day. I haven't listened to them in years. And that's how I learned the freestyle. Then Eight Mile came out and he, he goes, Let's fucking start doing battles because he was hosting Greenwood Hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: Boom. That was my first time on stage, yeah. getting up at Greenwood Hotel battling. Yeah. Not what I wanted to do, but I had to adapt to what was there for me open mics and battling. Mm-hmm. From there, I was making mi- mixtapes. I did. I've got about nine mixtapes, which is in total. <coughs> it, 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 there's about 20 tracks on each
0: one. But they made a comeback tapes, hey? People are putting things on tapes, selling them limited edition and getting good coin for them.
1: These ones were, I've got some, I've got a few hard copies from back in the day, but these were all other people's beats. So, like, yeah. legally I couldn't sell it. It was just yeah. promotional use, but I was just going hard doing that, doing shows anywhere I could pop up. I was doing battles. I was doing, then from the, from there, met a few guys that made original beats mm. started making songs. And it's, look, I've got, I've literally probably got, 800-plus songs out there, mm. plus all the appearances on people's albums. So it's, it's just a constant grind. Mm. I, I might have done 10 times more work than the average rapper to get halfway to anywhere. So it was like to, to get known, I used to get these CDs, drive around of train station, and give them out, and fucking put stickers up. And fucking, just, it was just an... Constant grinding.
0: That's the real hustle, though. That's legit. That's the real hustle. And that's what I say to young fellas and young people that are getting into crime. I say, that's not the hustle, man. Yeah. That hustle ain't the real hustle. The real hustle is the bloke that gets out there and fucking just grinds. I, I, I
1: was thinking about it yesterday, and I was like, I used to think hustling was selling drugs. But it yeah. that's probably the, one of the shittest hustles you can yeah. have. It can be good, but long term, fuck, yeah. you want to be able to sell. You're able to be selling fucking cups of water. you
0: way better. You know what I mean? And there's fucking a million other things you could be doing. And the karma's not that bad. No, 100 you know, the 100%. karma. The karma the real i become I was at I was at in Broadbeach in the Gold Coast and a bloke walks up a big island The bloke walks up to him and he goes, Hey, you got a podcast, bro? And I said, And it was low key. Okay. And yeah. it was key. And I, and when, when I told someone, my mate, that go, you wouldn't have been talking to him. He's like the two he's like the Dr. Dre of Australia. And I went yeah. Anyway, I met him are good friends today and, and that bloke's a hustler. He's a great bloke. Great bloke. He yeah. just hustled from fucking mowing lawns to barbershops to fucking nightclubs to music management. And yeah. I, and I say to young fellas, like yourself, yeah, look at these guys. He, he, that's a great story, He's selling mix, your mixed tapes. I love that. I yeah. love that. I, I think it's a real admirable quality you've got. Yeah. Where did your business acumen come from, you reckon? The streets. you got to be a
1: businessman to do what you're doing. Streets. Yeah, yeah, Fuck, you, you sell weed, you sell CDs, there's no fucking difference. yeah. Really. yeah. You know what I mean? Like. We do, we all do things we had to do to get a head start. But yeah, like I said, I thought hustling was selling drugs. Yeah.
0: So Saturday I thought I, I looked at that because in, in, we see a lot of it. The bloke in the Western Sober was a nice car, It's a fair chance he's yeah. like a drug deal. Yeah. And you got a lot of time. Like, it's the thing like,
1: hustlers these days, rappers are living like hustlers used to live. Yeah. Yeah. With a free time. Yeah. Party in hotels, fucking this and that. So it's make the transition to
0: it. I'm glad I did. That's yeah. all. I'm glad you did too, brother. Because you're an inspiration to that kid, that ten-year-old kid. That life ain't real good at home. Mm. He's out. He's sitting out in the fucking gutter at twelve o'clock at night, talking to his mates, thinking, "We do we break into a house or steal a coal or we do we fucking try writing something?" Yeah, that's the difference, and that's what you give him that hope. And you and the other, all, all the other inspirational guys out there, you give him that hope, and that's man, you should be so proud of that. Oh, thank you. Like now, there's no there's a thing about when I started to get into a studio, like the old proper
1: recording studios. You're looking at you're looking at five hundred a day. Yeah, to a kid that's got nothing,
0: and that's then a million a day. Beats wasn't yeah. as common.
1: These days, I can go on my phone right now. I can get some original beats. Mm. I can get I can basically record everything. Go to a fucking set up a studio. So it was a lot harder. I think the expenses were a lot higher.
0: Yeah.
1: So it was like I used to do like I. I'd get lucky, right? I'd meet. So me and Cursor met at this place called Electric Sun. Yeah, he was recording in one room, I was recording in another room, and there was this engineer. That, there was like three engineers there, and one of them, his dad owned the place, and they used to make him sleep upstairs. Mm-hmm. So we used to go there, and this place was like eighty bucks an hour. So it take you an hour to record a song, then you got to mix it. So you're looking at two hundred bucks, two fifty, just to get one song, and we used to have so much material. So I used to give this guy like fucking three points a base, which would cost me like fifty bucks. <laughs> when we the studio it shut at eight o'clock, yeah. and I'd have him there to eight a.m. Yeah. recording, fucking. So like we used to hustle and do little things like that. Yeah, make the most of what we had, and and I just seemed to find people along the way that in the early days, not anymore, that we could just take what we had to make it
0: work for us and bring the streets into the studio. Oh yeah. That's a good hustle. That's fucking – you know what? I, I, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking of 8 Mile. Yeah. As you talk that the, the movie Eminem's eight, 8 Mile's playing in my head, like that's part of the – yeah, it's a fucking amazing. I oh, just – man, this creativity, it's like it, – it encourages kids to stay in school. Yeah. Well, the, the, I always liked school
1: because I just knew once it's over. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, fuck, we're only going to be here for so long – and I wasn't really looking forward to going to work. Yeah. I never really had influences. to. You're a man. you got to do this. you got to yeah, do that. Don't be a bricklayer or something. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. I'm, and plus, I was fucking smoking pot since I was 12 years old. So I was, yeah. I was happy to fucking play some video games or just kick back. And I'd go to school. And I'd be a prank star. I'd be fucking yeah. throwing rocks and fucking doing all fucking.
0: Tell me. Talk about some of the. I like to talk about the, the shows, your first shows. You're playing there 20 or 30 people. Yeah. Let's talk through that process of, and then and to what the maximum you've, you've played in front of.
1: The first show I did was two thousand and six at Lansdale Hotel.
0: Oh no, Parramatta Road, the corner. city road there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I started to get a bit of buzz. I was doing the open mics, the battles, but I've never really performed. So I like, I'm one of those people. I like to take everyone with me. Mm. I'm not the. I don't want to stand on stage and be the fucking the only cunt. I like to bring everyone, and I never really had. It take a while to build my confidence to where the fact where I love making music. I love writing it, recording it, performing it. wasn't, never, even to this day, it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. You got to be a sort of certain, certain sort of person to feed off the energy. Yeah. Fucking look at me. Maybe yeah. it's fucking a self-confidence thing or whatever it was, but it took time for me to actually look cunts in the eye and fucking say what I'm saying. Mm. So like, I'd bring everyone with me, but not just because of that, because I wanted to enjoy it mm. with a group of people. So my first, Show I had seven cunts on stage. Yeah, everyone would do a little bit, and it was received really well because I'd already made a bit of a name as a battle rapper. So like when we went to these places, people had known me, and I think people, I think what I was doing back then, I was like, I was really bringing in something new. There was like the old guard, mm-hmm. the Death Wish casters, and all that, mm-hmm. which is great. They're legends, but me growing up, I never heard of anyone from West Sydney that rapped yeah. until years after I started rapping because yeah. we didn't have the internet. We had the internet, but we didn't. it was, wasn't as full of information where we could go, oh, da-da-da-da. There was like a fucking <coughs> ozhiphop.com forum where I learned a lot of shit after. Losty educated me on a lot of stuff, but it's not like today where we can trace it back to where it goes. And it almost stops. If you go to where I came in, and you really want to know what happened before me, you really got to go fucking find some old heads yeah. and then get the word of mouth of what happened. And I, even today, like, I bumped in the Deathwish cast, yep, every week, and I'm still asking them shit. I'm like, yeah. what? I, you do you remember Street Level in Blacktown? Yeah. So, like, I've seen their film mm. clip yeah. and they did it at Street Level Blacktown in 92.
0: Fuck. So, man.
1: I didn't start rapping to fucking. 2003. So you're talking ten years before me, eleven years before me. But I had no idea about this shit. So like, I can sit here and say, yeah, I'm a pioneer. Those guys are, they're actually,
0: they never influenced me. But I'll still show respect for what was before me. That's a good quality to have. That's Mm -hmm. a good quality to to identifying your elders and that sort of stuff. That that's a really good quality to have. Talk about coming into big shows. Let's talk about festivals and stuff like that. What are they well,
1: like? Some of the first big shows I did were like opening up for Ice Cube and <sighs> at Luna Park, 5,000 people. Yeah. I got thrown right in the deep end. Like yeah. I was, because I was always, I was always, you asked, I got this documentary I haven't released, but there's yeah. an interview with this promoter. His yeah. name's Get Busy, yeah. send out. And he said, like, oh, always see you backstage. I see you backstage. And I'm like, who's this guy? And I started to become commonplace. I'll sneak him back into these events. Yeah. So I'd see someone and give him a little yeah. handful of weed or yeah. something or the artist yeah. needed something. And next thing, I'm backstage. And I started to get so common at these things that I started to meet promoters. I started to make contacts, which is the main thing in this industry. Networking. The same way I met low at a gig and stuff like that. And then eventually, all these guys I met at one stage put me on. So like, I got chucked in the deep end. Ice Cube, Bone Thugs, fucking any major support came out at the time. I was pretty much the go-to guy. I, I was, but it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because no one's there to see you. Sounds like a name of an album. Yeah, <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you're trying to work a crowd yeah. that's not there to see you. But that's the anything like if you're doing stand-up comedy or whatever it is, yeah. it's good to be for, like baptism yeah, of fire.
0: Yeah, yeah. Geez, that'd give you
1: resilience. Oh, because a lot of concerts. when like, oh, when's fucking Ice Cube come on? Or when's yeah. on? so? And, it's a hard
0: sell that one, huh?
1: Yeah. So I never really did. Oh, five thousand people in there to see me. I was like uphill battle. But it, I, I think that's the best way to learn. Really,
0: it's very similar in boxing. Very similar in boxing. That's where you get identified. Yeah. Someone sees your talent. You're on the undercard to a fucking world title fight. Yeah. I, I think the, the analogy is very similar. And you fucking have a good knockout or you have a really good performance and people will always remember you and they go, that fucking bloke. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's
1: the thing. It comes down to your performance. Yeah. And I've got some fans from back in the day that still like message me or I mm. see them like my shit and I remember names and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember I met him at this show and then him at that show. And so, And I think artists underestimate the importance of supporting some bigger acts yeah. to some people just... They don't want to do it. They don't want, like, especially within the Aussie hip hop scene. A lot of these guys don't want to go on before someone else because they feel like, oh, I don't give a fuck. You put me on in the middle of the night, put me on the start of the night. I don't care. I'm gonna rock it. How yeah. I'm a fucking rock it. And if they let the let the crowd decide. Yeah. A lot of these people. That's the thing. You're good enough, and you should be taking opportunities. Like a lot of it's just too many egos.
0: Yeah. Way too many egos. Yeah, for sure, and and that whole yeah, I, I get, I get, I, I'm, I'm just my, my head plays videos in my head, so I'm imagine you're on stage, and but who like who was one of the coolest cats you've ever met, like in this
1: in Australia or in no a, just a general in, yeah,
0: couple Give us a few, right, and so, why Give us a why
1: so many, mm. um, all right just off the top of the head, there's a guy John Payne, mm. he's he worked as an engineer for Defro Records, yeah, he was there from the very early days. And he'd come over to Australia and he would just, I'd just ask him questions, pick his brains, and he'd just, he'd give me so much game and things that stuck with me to today. And just being, I, I got much more respect for people that come from high. There's so many people that have done fuck all, but then when you meet someone that's got so many accolades and mm. they're so respectful and so open, you just appreciate it so much more. Mm. Um, Humility, From,
0: eh? It's really good seeing those sort of people with humility.
1: Just when I was driving here, I was going through Erskineville and I just remembered the day I hung out with Lazy Bone. Yeah. And we did we got them down to St. Mary's to do a song. <laughs> and there was this manager that was works in Australia that was ripping people off and all this stuff and told them one thing, told me another thing. And they got there, and they're like, Oh, we got told we we're, we're getting five thousand bucks or three thousand bucks, whatever. And I got told it was like something else. Mm. So I said, listen, sorry, guys. You've been told one thing. I've been told one thing. This is what it is. I'm not going to, you're not getting 5,000 bucks. Mm. Here's our studio. If you'd like to use it, feel free to use it. They went and talked in the corner. Mm. And they go, show us the song. Mm. And I fucking pressed the song. They go, this you? I go, yeah, this is me. And they're like, all right, we'll do it. So mm. no money. And that was Easy E's son and Lazy Man. Mm. From there... They go, oh, they, they end up getting drunk and they're going, oh, we'll finish it later. I'm thinking, yeah, I'll finish it later. These guys went back to the city, came back to St. Mary's the next day. From there, Lazy Bone goes, I'm going to the radio station. you want to come? These are the idols of mine growing up listening to Bone Thugs when I was in high school. Took me to the radio station. Next thing, we we're on the radio station freestyling. Next thing, he's oh, we've got an after party. Took us to the back room at the King's Cross. We're up there partying. again Drinking, the next thing, oh, you want to come back? Went up to the Meriton and Kent Street, where fucking hanging out, with just hunts like us from where we're from, yeah, just fucking getting pissed, running a mark, carrying on, but like mm. fucking, to me that was just like wow,
0: like how cool, man. But you couldn't have dreamed of that as a kid, no. Nah.
1: And I just jogged my memory as I was driving past here because I've seen the radio station. I was like, fuck yeah, and I remember the guy. There's a guy that's got the footage out there, yeah. But just things like that, just meeting people that I thought were probably out of reach Yeah, that ended up just being so cool and i built relationships with and i was just like, it could only mean like it's no there's no money there but it's just the like, fuck it's a life experience and to me it's the, that's the shit that keeps me going
0: yeah for sure i think that knowledge we're known for it but you pass on a different type of knowledge
1: yeah and i try to help wherever possible i yeah. go to these youth centers whenever they call me my way of giving back i it's just, if someone says, can you come? I'm there. I don't want money. I'm there. Yeah. And if I can just tell kids. I come from similar circumstances. I, I never look at it like I came from a bad background. Because sometimes I go to these places and I see these kids that Because I had a good mum. I yeah. think that's what sort of kept yeah. me together. But like, then I see, like, they, they, my mum might be on drugs. Dad might not be there. But so that's why I don't think I've done it hard. Because where we're from, there's always a couple of people in the neighbourhood that probably all right, and then a couple are down here. We're all in the same place, obviously. Well, yeah, you had
0: a pair of shoes, and there was a lot of kids that had no shoes at all. Yeah, exactly. that whole that whole narrative, isn't there? I see you're on tour at the moment. You're, yep. you're on Curve and Husky. Yeah. I love Husky. Husky reminds me of Liam Gallagher from <laughs> yeah. Oasis. He's just a rock and roller. Yeah, he is. He's a full rock star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, We've had some episodes, me <laughs> <here>. and <laughs> <laughs> And what you've been doing, what, tell me what touring's like. Like, you know, you'd get to meet. Like I said, from my first gig,
1: I always like to bring people. So it's like yeah. when I meet like-minded rappers mm. that we can all work on the same page. And if more people did this, the scene would have grown so much quicker. Mm. The shows would be so much fun. Imagine if you get like five to ten rappers and we just all, everyone's on the same page, but not everyone sees eye to eye. There's yeah. always politics behind the scenes. Yeah. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just how it But like meeting those guys, Curve, mate, one of the best cunts in the music He's, he's my brother first and foremost. Yeah. But it's we met through other people and we end up being close. We're very like
0: It's hard working, eh?
1: Yeah. And we we and when you love what you do and you find someone else that loves it, mate. Yeah. Let's just all have we share the workload and we fucking
0: we we have fun with it. Oh man, you guys look like you're just and it does look like fun. What's your social media, you guys having a ball, and I think when you're enjoying yourself, creativity flows. Yeah. I think creative mode I'd love to. Man, I used to, I used to like, you know, hear stories. I was in jail with a black called S- at Saxon. He was a big music promoter. He got pinched for 10 tonne of hash. He tried to claim it as personal use, but <laughs> the judge didn't wear it. He was on the road with Rolling Stones. He said, you'd be sitting on a bus. And he said, some of these things that these blokes are coming up with are just yeah. like, he goes, he reckons half of the fucking really good stuff was left on the fucking bus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We lose a lot of stuff over years. There's a lot of. Like music, you think about all the good musicians, there's always been some influence, like the really yeah, good ones. Yeah. And I think it's just when you're enjoying yourself, it it just comes. Yeah. You know it might be in a moment. Do you
0: see something like someone spits out a bar and you go, Fucking wow, imagine that. Yeah. That ten minutes later it's forgotten. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Fucking me and Curso used to sit there in this fucking freestyle for fucking hours. And yeah. this was before you had Instagram or yeah. camera phones. And we'd literally sit on that studio that I told you about upstairs mm. and just go back and forth. We'd be drinking. Fuck it. That's some of the shit that, that just disappeared into air. It's like would have been fucking amazing to see. This many years later, because
0: you, you as I said, you've been a pioneer, but you would have been a mentor to a lot of these blokes. How does it feel for you to see these guys really shining? I'm the sort
1: of person if I can help you, if I can give you advice, doesn't cost me nothing, I will. And I think that's where people like me and Curve and that connected a lot. There's a big age gap, yeah, yeah, But if I, no one came along to me at the start and said, do this, do that, I had to figure it all out. So when I meet someone I like. Fuck, mate, I'll show you how to do this. What do you, what do you need to do? What, distribution? What, the merch? Yeah. What, what do you want to know? Oh, you want to know how to run a show? You want to know how to book a show?
0: Yeah.
1: And I usually, I'm open book. Like, mm.
0: I'll,
1: sh- I'll show you how to do it if you want, if you're my mate. Mm. And most of the time, the guys are just like, fucking, let's just do it together. And you, you and, and I'm like, because I tour manage all these shows. Mm. I book all the stuff. But like, I'm I'm, I'm transparent with how I do it all. Mm. And um, I just, giving is the best gift to be able to help someone, and not, it's a two-way street. These guys help me out mm.
0: as well. They inspire me as well. My, my motto is I give more than I take, and I've always got a roof over my head, I've always got food, clothes on my back, and I'm doing okay.
1: That's the universal thing. I feel like I've always, like, over the years, I was always, I've always been generous, and then I just find when you're not always on time, but when you need it, it's there. Yeah. It comes. If you give without expecting to receive. Tell
0: us how does it all kick off. Tell us about groupies, man. You guys.
1: Everyone's got different groupies. I reckon I've got the crazy ones. (laughs) (laughs) We're just a
0: lot of. (laughs) I've got groupies and I just, I I don't understand. And they're fucking quite sick, some of them, eh? That's the thing. You've got to be sick
1: to not know someone personally because you would know yourself out of all the people you've seen online and then you met them the disparency between what they fucking really are and what they portray yeah. to be. said, so, you must be crazy to see someone you don't really know. And a lot of these people put on an act. Yeah. So you might put on a, uh, whatever act you put on and you attract that sort of person. But yeah. most of these people aren't exactly as they portray themselves. Yeah. So you might get, I don't know, I get... I made this song years ago. It was a, a mixtape song. It was like it was a Ti song. You can have whatever you like, and I changed it to "You can give some head for the eyes." <laughs> and I'm su- I swear I regret making that song because that's the sort of the groupies that's I fucking can. Mate, I get some crazy fucking ice fiend bitches. Fucking yeah. curse too, mate. Curse is we've we've probably got the most mentally ill <laughs> yeah. groupies out there. Not all of them, yeah, but we've had some fucking nut jobs. People we never met. Saying like all sorts of shit, saying uh, I don't even know. Where to, where they make know. up
0: stories too. They make up bullshit fucking stories. I see that about mm. certain people, and I go, "Man, I know that guy, and he's fucking no." Yeah, cause I you was know. shooting up with something. I go, no, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. No, you weren't. You're a fucking liar. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of mentally ill people
0: out yeah. there. Yeah, I swear, mate, mate, you weren't. You're were a fucking telling porky pies. Right. And I see. I tell you what I do see. I look at certain rappers. You talk about Curse, and you talk about there's a curve and even enter. that these guys are family men yep. through and through. They're not this fucking rooting all these women or anything, but they're fucking family men yep. and they're really loyal to their partners and oh. and that's a real common trait in that in that circle. Like you know blokes are hooked up with women.
1: You need it. You fucking need it. Like yeah. especially like you can get caught up in the mix, drugs, women partying. Yeah. In the music industry with no problem. Yeah. You can you get there's no shortage of fucking idiots out there you can find a or they'll open a door or fucking but I find like people like Curse having a, a great um missus to support him and a family keep you like yeah. doing all that shit because you can imagine there's no shortage of cunts that we could that would want us party in at their house right now and if you yeah. get caught in the mix you can go right it out. It destroys there. your creativity, eh? 100 percent You can like you can dibble and double, but you can't fucking do it every day how important structure into everything you do oh you need it yeah you need the structure you farm like I've seen people come in this game and get a lot of money and a lot of fame real quick and just burn out yeah and just lose themselves become different people than they were when they started and maybe I don't even think they even realise what happened it's like it's like when you're favoured by God you're also favoured by the devil a target by the devil that's right yeah. So it's yeah, it's very easy to get misled. You really need to like you need to be about the work first and foremost. Yeah. And then you need to be about your business. Yeah. And then if as long as you stay on that and you know what hinders you and hmm. what helps you, then you can balance it. But like
0: I get that.
1: A lot of people get it's like any fame, whether you're a movie star, look at these movie stars, they yeah. go off the fucking how many of them go
0: off yeah, the fucking gone, it's big there's a big addiction problems in there because of the accessibility. Yeah. And it'd be no different for you guys. Uh, same with me. At uh, 10 o'clock, mate, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm the reason why, because I have to exercise. If I don't exercise, I fucking, I'm not well. I think the important and maintain. How, talk about, how do you maintain? That's a fucking tough gig because you're pushed and pulled and prodded and you're in a public spotlight. How do you maintain your mental health?
1: Fucking, it's hard. Yeah. Like, I just, I won't even lie to you. I just had a fucking... I wouldn't say a breakdown, but I had a fucking episode on the weekend. And I'm not a person that does that. So I sit there and I used to sit there and, oh, are you okay day? I look at these cunts. Are you okay day? But mental health's a real thing. And fuck, there's now more than ever with all this fucking social media and all the shit we've been fed and what we've made to believe is the norm. There's no, what's the fucking norm? You've got these kids that are fucking 12 years old, don't know what the fuck's going on in life, Mm. what they're coming or going. But it's for myself what like you just said training is fucking paramount yeah you got to fucking and that will get your mind right and it's just i know what i know i'm the best when i'm sober yes so if i want to if i'm serious about doing music i'm going to be sober when i write sober when i perform and etc etc don't always do it but I know what's going to help me and what's you not. You know what works, yeah. Yeah. You know and, what works. And that's the main thing. If I know I go fucking pump all these fucking drugs into me, I'm going to fucking go off the edge. Yeah. But, like, someone that doesn't know that.
0: Say to kids, oh, that's that whole – man, I've got, I'm got. i listening to this guy at the moment called Gary Brecker. Fuck, I recommend everyone listen to him, man. He's yeah. like the fountain of youth doctor. He's about wellness. It's just amazing. And that, it talks about that structure, and that's what it talks about. When I talk to young kids, I say about putting a routine into your life, get up early, drink heaps of fucking water, fucking train. And I think for me, I'll tell you something, I, I get things coming in my head, business stuff coming into my head when I'm training. Yeah. I hit something. And it's like, I am I'm, I guess you're stressing your body, but in a good way. Mm. And, so and I'll go, fuck, that's good. So I'm straight in my notes and that sort of thing. Talk about like... It, it, your daily routine you, you come across it think about because you're constantly thinking about bars and that sort of stuff that's who you are that's yeah. a part of who you are what do you do when you're like is it straight to the phone put it in
1: so these these days I don't really concentrate on it as much because I think I've done so much that I'm now I just pick and choose when I want to do it but up to maybe in the last two years I've probably slowed down a bit but for me it would be driving driving, I love driving fuck it and I used to because I used to oh, I don't live in Sydney anymore but yeah. I was doing fucking 1,000 k's a week. Yeah. I'd I'd fucking start out west. I'd go to the city. Sometimes I'd be back and forth two, three times driving around. And that's when you're like, see so like where you say you're training? Because when you you just do something that you might be washing the dishes, you might be mm. hanging up the clothes. But when you're doing that and it's repetitive, you still have to zone out. And that's yeah. when you find your mental space. And you're like, that's when you can think. You like, mm. And I feel like it was the same for me. It was driving. I'd just be and be like, boom. It would just come to me. I'm like, yeah, I grab my phone. I'd grab the voice thing and mm. I'd say it. Then when I got a chance to sit down, I'd put it together.
0: Are you still pulling lines say, from your backlog? You know what I mean. You think, oh, I remember that fucking fucking fifteen years ago, I wrote that or wrote that, and that would go. You you have you'd have a million pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to throw in, like with that backlog.
1: I did it once in my last song, yeah. and no one caught it. Yeah. But it was like it wasn't an exact thing, but it was something that was similar. Yeah. It just happened to fall into the rhyme structure. Yeah, went boom, and then cunts are commenting. Oh, that's a fucking mad line. Yeah, that's the thing. I've been in the game that long, fucking fifteen years or whatever, twenty years. Where, what people? Some when I dropped it, they could have been ten years old. Now they're twenty. I can. I. I don't like to recycle. Mm -hmm. I've probably only done it like a handful of times Mm -hmm. ever. I like to keep it original. But you're right. I could go back. I could basically go back to my first, second, third. Fucking albums, pick a few
0: parts, change it around. How many albums have you done? 16. Wow.
1: Fucking hell. That's hard working, man. And nine mixtapes, which are basically albums, but just not to original
0: beats. Yeah. So we're looking at, what, 25? Wow. Yeah. And you're touring now. That's, man, I, I, I just, you guys I, I love seeing you guys, I love seeing you guys touring and I love seeing you guys on stage because... That energy, man. Fuck, you're on stage and fuck. It's
1: it's crazy. I, I never used to really enjoy it, but now I'm really comfortable. And I think I'm a bit more appreciated now. Like saying in the early days when I was performing for crowds. Now I go I do a show, they're there. They know who they're there to see.
0: I was saying I said to Curse the other day, I was talking to him and I was talking to him about life's life's a photo album of memories. You guys jump on stage and you create someone's possibly best night they've ever had in their life.
1: Yeah, I'm sure at times it's happened.
0: Yeah, how yeah. does that feel? Like you you're, in, you guys are in people's photo books of fucking memories, man. That must it, be. It's, to be
1: honest, I don't know. It spins me the fuck out. Like I haven't really fully comprehended it. I can't believe I'm here now. Yeah. Like now just going back for all the shit and yeah. then being like, it's like I put my head down and then I, I don't think, I, I think when you stop to really look at it like that, It might make me a bit off guard or something. I'm just – but, yeah, I guess what you're saying is 100%
0: right. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And and I think what's amazing about your whole story is I don't think you emotionally comprehend but what you do to the disenfranchised youth. You give them – you're a fucking gardener, mate. You're a seed planter. You're planting seeds of hope in these kids. that mostly haven't fucking got any.
1: I I look at it back in the day like, fuck, I always thought – I wouldn't mind being a fucking
0: footy star. Yeah.
1: Footy you can do very well in footy.
0: You would have been a front row, second row. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I played a bit, but I smoked too much
0: pot. I was yeah. fucking
1: I was always yeah. always You like,
0: love your footy though, don't
1: you? I don't mind it. Yeah. Like I yeah, I get into it. <laughs> but fucking <laughs> I love my UFC more. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking really I'm a big UFC fan. Oh god. I fuck and seeing people like Ty, that wasn't a fucking that wasn't a career option when I was fucking young. Yeah. But like it was pretty much footy. And rap wasn't music wasn't a fucking crazy option, but now yeah. you can pretty much fucking we got three three main things that we can fucking do if we really want to fucking do them. Yeah. So yeah. before like it would be so hard to get back in in the forty back in yeah. my day, and then yeah. you, you make it to thirty and you're basically out. You're what gone. You, what do you got? Ten years. Yeah. Now rapping, if you can find a way to reinvent yourself or stay relevant, yeah, you, you can be a long, around as long as you can entertain people.
0: And That's the importance of staying relevant, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And fucking, I don't, there was no blueprint for what I'm doing. I'm fucking old in the scheme of fucking rappers out Mm. there, but I just still feel young at heart for what I'm doing. I'm like more popular now than I've ever been. It's not like I'm fucking declining. Mm. So it spins me out because I didn't think I'd be this age still doing this shit, but I didn't really have a fucking plan to begin with. Yeah. What's the plans now? What are you up to? I just want to get these shows out of the way for the year. Yeah. And then I don't know. I just want to just take it from there. And just, I don't like to think too far ahead into the future. I just want to, I'll just take it as it goes. How
0: many more shows you got on, on, on this year? We've
1: got three. We've yeah. got Melbourne, Townsville, Sunny Coast. Yeah. And then I'll just see what the new year brings. But,
0: and how do people, the listeners here, follow you? Tell me, tell you, Insta. T- Everything Instagram, top. Forte at Large, Arkan, Facebook,
1: TikTok. Yeah, I'm starting to work that out. I'm still behind. you got to teach me a few things. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for uh, sure. Yeah, just purchased a new business yesterday. So we'll be launching this website with all smoking paraphernalia and stuff. Um, I've seen
0: your ad for that. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: Keep, keep an eye out for that. And yeah, just who knows what's next. I don't know. Give
0: Forte a follow. Get behind him. And I love this guy. I love the fact that Man, I I, I appreciate people that are making a difference and you're one of them. I
1: appreciate that. Thank you, Russell.